Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hey guys, and welcome to the happy hour, half hour edition, where I invite a friend that's been on the show already back and ask them some more pointed questions. And we just get to the point of the conversation. Um, And today my friend Shannon Martin is here. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Jamie. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so happy to be chatting with you. I know. It's been a while since we did our show. But first, let me tell everyone about the sponsor for today's episode. And that is Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. And so every week they're going to send you an email and it's going to have a grocery list. So you literally, you print it out, you get your pen and your paper, you go to the grocery store and you buy what's on the list. That's one of my first mistakes in grocery shopping. Um, and then you come home and Allison, the chef, gives you instructions on how to prep your meal. So you do all the prep, chopping, mixing, putting stuff together and you put it all in the fridge and then when it's like five o'clock and you just got done running 8,000 errands and taking kids to practice and picking kids up and doing all kinds of stuff and your kids are saying what's for dinner and you're like I don't know (laughs) you know right oh yeah and then you remember I prepped meals and so then you have a fabulous meal in the fridge ready to go so it's a great deal for this fast-paced life that we live and so go to prepdish.com slash happy hour and you get a good deal. It's a $4 trial for the month. So $4 gets you a lot. So thank you, Prep yeah. Dish. Yeah. It's a plan. A plan is just the best place to start. And it's what's so hard, yes. I think. Oh, it's the, the the hardest part. It would take me, it takes me 17 hours to plan meals for the week if I don't yeah. have someone tell me what to do. Yep. At this stage in my life, I like people telling me what to do. <laughs> like, I know. It really takes the pressure off. Yes. And then if I don't like it, then I'll say something. But for the most part, I'm like, it's as good as ideas I could have come up with. So let's just go with it. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can just be like, hey, don't boss me around. Exactly. But pretend like you don't like people to tell you what to (laughs) do. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, okay, Shannon, you were episode number 45, which is forever ago. It was. I know. And just this past week, I released number 106. Oh, my word. That's crazy. Like, I'm still doing this gig. It's so crazy. So good. It's so just fun. Just doing it. Just stick with it. Whatever you got to do. We're here to support you because we need you to keep doing this. Oh, you're so sweet. So <laughs> last time we chatted, um, I assume you would have been writing? I, I mean, I don't if, remember. We've, if we've talked in the past decade, it feels <laughs> like I was probably writing. Yeah, I think I was just kind of in the thick of writing mm-hmm. when we talked. So my timeline is getting a little muddy right now, but it it feels, yeah, I'm sure that's where I was at. Yeah, well, I feel I, I'm starting to understand this writing process a little bit because, you know, I'm just about to start. And so yes. I'll release a book. I think it's like 2027 is when it's going to come out. <laughs> right, it, exactly. what it feels like. Yes. Um, but you have a book coming out. It's called Falling Free, Rescued from the Life I Always Wanted, and it comes out next week. Yes. I am so excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. 
I really am. It's getting to that place where it's, you know, it's starting to feel more real and, you know, a little bit of nerves setting in, if I'm being honest, just because it's the great unknown. Mm -hmm. I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. It feels, you know, a little like standing in your underwear, Um, but I'm excited. I would think it feels like standing naked. I mean, maybe take the underwear off. Right. Ask me on the 21st and I might upgrade to naked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what we need to know. Are you in your underwear or are you naked on the 21st? (laughs) You just text me like, Shannon, what are you wearing? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, I I mean, I can only imagine. And when you were on the show, I think we talked about a lot of the things. Well, I know we did because I've read your book and it's fabulous. I'm super proud of you for the words that you wrote down and just for the impact that you're making on women's lives that will get that book in their hand. Not just women. I shouldn't say that. People's lives. So um, great stuff you got going on there. I'm super proud of you and excited for your book release. Thank you. Yay. I also have some good news to tell you. Oh, good. I know. I almost texted you this two days ago, and then I remembered I'm going to talk to you soon, so I thought I would just tell you in person. Okay. You're going to be so proud. You're gonna, at first, you're disappointed because it took me this long, and then you're going <laughs> to you're gonna beam with pride. I know what you're getting ready to tell me. What okay, is? I'll let you do it. Okay, okay I just received in the mail tattoos on the heart. Yay! I mean, you've so- only been telling me to read this book. Since we chatted, like, you know, forever ago. Yep. And I'm so proud. I've never been more proud of you. Never. Oh, you're so nice. It's been, actually, it's in been in my Amazon, like, checkout cart since we chatted. And it's just every time I'm like, uh, not, I got too much stuff, not today. And then finally I just said, today. You just pulled, yeah, you I just pulled the trigger pulled the on trigger. it. Yep. When you're ready to do, like, a two-hour long episode just on that book, I'm your girl. Oh. It's It's probably going to need to happen. It's so... So good. I cannot wait. You need to let me know every single thought you have. I cannot wait. Okay. Well, I feel the way that you love and are passionate about this book and you like are so excited when I actually got it and you've been telling me forever is how I feel about Just Mercy. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a great book. I read that this past year. Yeah, I but I, I understand that urgency of like, no, you have to read this book. It's yep. so good. Yeah. So I can't yep. wait. It's it's going to be read before the end of the year. Woohoo. I know. So excited. It's one of your books you've been telling me to read forever, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's funny because when when I knew we were going to talk about, you know, what I'm reading right now, and I jokingly, my mind thought, I should just say Tattoos on the Heart again. That's my go-to. That's my go-to. So what am I going to do? Because I told you that the first time I was here. So it's so funny that you're bringing that up. Well, what are you reading? Okay, I'm always reading a bajillion things. I just started a book called Subversive Jesus. By Craig Greenfield. Okay. I'm not very far into it, but I'm really digging it. He seems kind of like my my like male counterpart. Like I feel like, you know, we were writing about some pretty similar things and just, you know, word choice and I don't know. Like I, I feel like we would get each other. Right. Um, so it's a good book. But okay, my favorite recent book. I can't call that my favorite yet because I'm only like two chapters in. Okay, yeah, it I, could go downhill. I, you never know. <laughs> I, I should probably stop you know, talking about books until I've read them all. (laughs) But I have finished this book that I'm getting ready to tell you about. It is, I cannot stop telling people to read it. It's so, so good. It's called Assimilate or Go Home, Notes from a Failed Missionary on Rediscovering Faith by D.L. Mayfield. She is one of my favorite writers. um, And she writes, again, about a lot of the sort of, you know, the upside down kingdom Mm -hmm. where 
nothing is the way we think that it should be and where Jesus is just, you know, so rogue and kind of weird and, you know, all of those things. So we have that similar vein going, but she is just an incredibly beautiful, uh, soulful, truth-telling writer. She talks about her failures, which is super important to me as a reader, Mm -hmm. um, because you cannot talk about... You can't talk about things that you're doing well without mentioning the things that you continue to get wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. There's to be that balance there. So it's just, it is so, so good. Mm. I, I love I love people who can talk about their failures as well, um, especially in that area of Christian stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a long list of things. Yeah. And so she's been down the road. You know, I, I mean, I, I've gotten to know her just a little bit over the past year or two, but and she's quite a bit younger than me. She lives not near me at all. But there were a lot of things that she wrote about that I really identified with just coming out of kind of that evangelical bubble that many right. of us grew up in and just the ways that has kind of harmed us and messed with our head and messed with the way we see the world around us. And yeah, it's just so good. Mm. And she's just such a good writer. Ugh, it's good. Okay. Love that. I love hearing about new books, even though my reading is just like, it is so slow right now. I understand that. I mean, it's just you're and you're heading into writing. I mean, you've got to make time to keep reading, though, in my opinion. See, I'm telling you said you like people to tell you what to do. No, I've heard this a lot. Like you got to be taking stuff in to be able to create. But for me, when I'm writing, I have to be really careful about what I'm reading. I've heard that, too. Different genre than what you write. Yeah, or especially different topics. Like, Uh okay, here's a good example for the love by Jen Hatmaker came out right around the time that I was going full into writing. Mm -hmm. And I knew like, there's no way I wanted to read it and I wanted to devour it and talk about it. And, you know, everybody was talking about it. I didn't read that until the summer because I knew I could not, I didn't want to like, we write about some similar things too. And Mm -hmm. I just really love her and her writing. And I just couldn't, I didn't want that in my head. I I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Great advice. I'm taking it all in. Cool. So can I tell you a couple more things? Yeah, please do. Okay. Okay. Two more things. I made a mental, made a little mental note. Okay. A Netflix movie. It's a documentary. I keep recommending this to people and they kind of worry for a minute. Like I get the worried look because there must be a similar thing. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. What is it? It's called Meet the Patels. But apparently there's something else with a similar title that's like super naughty. Okay, I don't know this. Okay, I don't know. This is not a naughty thing. It is a documentary about a man from India and he's his parents are trying to arrange his marriage. And so it's just like a, you know, hour and a half or two hour long movie. I thought it was a whole show. Okay. So Corey and I started watching it one night and I was like, oh my word, this is so good. We, you know, we get to like dive into this whole season. It's going to be so good. No, it's just a documentary. So it's just, you know, low time commitment. It is funny and sweet. I mean, you're going through this whole journey with his really traditional parents and they're wanting him to get married and they think he's getting too old. And, you know, he's, they live in America now, so they're very westernized. It's just so good. It's such a delight. Okay. I can't wait. And I have a friend who her last name is Patel. See, they said that Patel in India is like Smith. He is Indian. Yeah. It's like the most, one of the most common last names. So they, they referenced that. I didn't know that. Okay. And then my last thing is a new organization, newish, um, called The Good Story. Okay. 
if you've heard about, they're just kind of getting out there and they're doing the most incredible work that is so super inspiring to me. Um, they are working with artists and technology people, cre- different kind of creatives to come around and offer support to help equip missionaries to tell their stories. Mm. So they found this weird kind of, you know, this this hole in, in this whole idea of there's a lot of global-minded stuff happening right now, and it's really incredible and awesome. But what they noticed is there are a lot of people already doing the hard work in these different countries who, you know, these missionaries have trouble relaying their stories back here in the States or in other, you know, developed countries. So they need help with photography and uh, videography okay, see, and yeah. storytelling. And, you know, rather than these missionaries every year thinking, now we have to fly back to the States or wherever they are, spend all of this money to try to go around to churches, you know, mm-hmm. they, they might just need some tech support and some different uh, creative support. So it's been really fun watching this launch. And, you know, if you're a creative person, um, I don't know. Just check it out. It's a great, great thing. Can you get in and like serve if you're a creative person? Yeah, they're okay. looking for that. So they're looking for people, even for me, and we'll talk about this more in a minute, but I'm pretty technologically challenged. Mm-hmm. And so, but what what they're seeing is that, you know, if you've lived in a third world nation for any length of time, I mean, you probably might just be a little bit delayed on some of that. Like, you, you know, yeah. some missionaries have just been gone so long and they've kind of missed some of that. Right. Um, so my heart goes out for people like me who just need somebody to come along them and say, let us help you build a website. For sure. You know, it doesn't have to be this old school model of sending a paper newsletter or traveling back to the States and spending up all this money. Yeah. Year. There, could, there might be a better way. Yeah. Or let me just tell you that you can now put stories on Instagram. Right. Right. Let me just, yes. yeah, a little help. Okay. I love yep. all of those things. You have the best stuff. Thank you. Okay, Shannon, mom, writer, speaker, wife, how do you recharge? Okay, number one, I sleep in on the weekends whenever I can. This is very important to me. I am not a morning person, and I do not get morning people. And it feels (laughs) kind of uncool to not be a morning person. I'm just going to, like, so many people are all about getting up early before their kids do and, you know. Oh, yeah. Having their quiet time. And, like, that's not a world that I understand. Right. And Corey and I are both wired that way. So it's always been a challenge, you know, especially when we had really small kids. But we have hit the glory spot of our kids being old enough to just handle their business. I I hear you. It is the best. And the the summer. Let's just say the summer as well. I mourned that. That was part of my mourning. My kids have been back in school for a month, which yours have been for a while too, right? Two. We got two. We have two weeks under our belt. Yeah. Okay. So our kids have been back for, it's like the, you know, old news there, right. but that, that was one of the hardest things to let go of. But in the summer, I tried to be a little reasonable on the weekends. We're not even reasonable anymore. <laughs> we're just the like, best. I mean, it's the best. They get their own breakfast. And I told Corey, I said, you know, they like making myself feel better. I tell myself, this is just really bonding for them. For <laughs> like, sure. We're nurturing their their relationship and their independence, all of it. Yeah, yeah. you're parents of the year right now. They watch TV for hours. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't. It's fine. It's great. We always say our kids are at a great age. That if for some reason Aaron and I didn't come home for like two days, they would survive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's pretty sweet. And then my other my other recharge thing is to, is generally cooking. Mm. 
it's something I really like. And it's something I come back to a lot of times when I'm the most stressed out. I mean, sometimes you just go so far into the weeds that you can't function and nobody, you know, you're not getting groceries. Your, your family is scrounging. That happens plenty in my house, but sometimes before it, before it gets really bad, it gets really good. Mm. So when I, when I'm a little stressed out or we've got a lot going on, I kind of retreat to the kitchen and my family eats well, and I feel like, okay, I'm doing one little thing right. <laughs> it sounds like my husband, Aaron, is like that. It's yes. a relaxing thing for him to cook. Yeah. And yep. for me, I'm the exact opposite. Like when Aaron's out of town and I'm responsible for feeding the children, when they come in and they're like, mom, can I help? Like it literally, it, it makes my stomach hurt because I'm like, no, I, no one can help because <laughs> I need to focus. I need to focus. <laughs> it's not really help, you know? And so it's funny, but it's a feel for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I get okay. It. What's some technology that you can't live without? Okay. This is a hard one for me <laughs> because I can live, I can live without a lot of technology. If you knew the state of my phone, you know, I finally got a smartphone just two years ago. I was very, I'm a very late bloomer. It's okay. It's you're, you're, you're better for all for it. Oh, uh, so my favorite app is any app that I don't have because they stress me out and confuse me. You will laugh at this, but I'm just going to be honest and say the thing that, I mean, you know, I love Instagram. I love all the, the very normal, typical things. And my job is largely dealt over the internet. So that stuff is important. Um, but the thing that I use probably the most, aside from those basic things, is taking screenshots. Is that so old school? It's not old old school because I do it all the time as well. You do? Yeah. Okay. I, there's probably a better way. And every time I do it, I always think there's probably something that I don't know about because I mean, I have so many screenshots. If I see, I mean, I'm sure there are ways that are more organized and, you know, but I don't know them and I don't need to know them. I have my screenshots for you. It's like my little memory bank. Like, yeah. you know, if I see something that I want to come back to or, you know, just even a cute little decorating thing on Instagram or whatever, I mean, that's that's where I save it. And then I go through, scroll through them. So, yeah, that, that's what works for me. I I'm very low thing, tech. Which everyone but, should follow you on Instagram. Um, something that I, I hope people tell you that they really enjoy. I enjoy your pictures of your walk to school. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what you talk about and it just is a reminder of the, this world. Cause I don't walk my kids to school. Like they ride the bus. And so sure. it's just, I really like looking into that, um, view of your life in the morning. So yeah, I like I mean, it. Yeah. My, our walk to school, I, I know a lot of people can't walk to school for me. It's just about finding, you know, so for anybody that just can't walk to school or doesn't find a, find a little, uh, a little moment in your day that you can reflect on your community and your place. That happens to be my time for mm-hmm. doing that. But I think it's so important. I think that's find- what I like about it. It makes me think about that. Yeah. Because it's almost like, you, you know how you've heard, like, you'll try to give someone directions to your house and you can't really name anything because you just do it and you don't. Yeah. Autopilot. Yeah. And so yep. I think I really enjoy seeing things through your eyes because it's like, man, you could walk down the same street every day and just check your email as you walk and not notice things. And you're really, right. you're really causing yourself to notice. So I like it a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Good stuff. Okay. Shannon, what's a dream you had for yourself when you were younger that never came true? Okay. I had two major dreams as a child and they're, they're in direct opposition with each other. Okay. So my, my dream from childhood, I mean, if you would have asked me from the time, you know, I was in elementary school up until I started college, I believed with my whole heart that I was going to be a doctor. That's a great dream. That's a great dream. It it ended up not being realistic for me when I (laughs) could not 
um, wrap my brain around college level calculus. Yeah. And I sometimes look back on that and feel like, Shannon, you probably could have pushed through, you know, (laughs) but you know, at the end of the day, do I wish I was a doctor right now? Absolutely not. I can't see Um, you as a doctor. No. And the, the funniest thing is it's funny for many, many reasons, but the, the older I get, I am extremely squeamish. Oh yeah. Like I, I didn't used to be that way. Or I think I just didn't, I wasn't a mom. Like you, I didn't encounter a lot of, a lot of blood and gross gross stuff. Right. And I cannot deal. I mean, I can't see it on TV when my kids injure themselves. I'm just completely out. Like Corey, take over. I'm going to go hide in my closet. I cannot. Like, I've never passed out, but it probably will happen at some so point. So I'm glad so, that dream didn't come true. I, I mean, thank you, Jesus. Right. I mean, he was like, oh, sister. Let me just tell you, this is not right. what's going to work You're for just, you. I'm just going to leave you in your yoga pants <laughs> at, your, <laughs> at your kitchen table and you'll be fine there. You'll be much happier, promise me. Uh, but I, yeah, I started college with a scholarship that was only four people that were planning to go to med school. Oh, like wow. it was kind of serious until it wasn't, you know, yeah. until it fell apart. Yeah. That's how life goes. And so then my other dream, I have written about this one time eons ago on my blog, but I, it's not, it's very embarrassing. And so of course I'm about to share it with you. I can't wait. I'm giddy with excitement. I am so embarrassed. (laughs) This is the best. Keep going. I truly through high school wanted to be a, like a model, like a supermodel. (laughs) That is not embarrassing. (laughs) But listen, I, where, why I was obsessed. And here's why I'm really, I'm pretty tall. So I'm five foot 10. Yes. And I'm very, I've always been extremely like scrawny thin. Uh And so, you know, I was not like the popular pretty girl never, but the one thing that people would say to me sometimes, because, you know, people that wanted to make me feel better or I would sometimes get the like, oh, you should be a model because I was super tall and skinny. Right. I mean, skinny, skinny, skinny. They felt bad for me and they were trying to make me feel better. But I took it in as like, oh, well, this is one place where like it's normal and kind of cool to be tall and skinny. So of course I'm gonna just go you for know, it. I'm gonna go for it. So I was upset. I've always really liked fashion. I mean, I went through a big like fashion magazine. I knew I knew all of the supermodels of the nineties, like people know. I mean, I don't know who people even know these days, but like they were my celebrities. I could have told you everything about them. I followed hilarious. It is ridiculous. If we had Instagram, you would have been following them all. I I have followed some of them on Instagram now. Oh, yes. Of course you have. (laughs) Jamie, these are real people with real struggles. (laughs) I love this so much. Did you ever have glamour shots done? No, I, we didn't have money for that kind okay. of thing. Or I, I didn't totally either. But yeah, I was wondering. Was, I, I was in a modeling contest one time. And how'd you do? I mean, it didn't end well. I, <laughs> again, I'm here in my kitchen in my yoga pants. I'm not like model material. I just thought, I kind of thought maybe I was because I was so bony. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> cracking me up. Well, you're beautiful, so. Gosh, well, that's very nice. But well. yeah, None of those dreams came true. Here I am. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? Some, a lot of times we'll have these like really famous models who weren't like famous and everyone going after them in high school and junior high. Oh, absolutely. That's the story that you read a lot. So exactly. When, yeah. 
in my research, <laughs> I, I was coming across that. You know, these were the very gawky, you know, kind of unpopular. And I really identified with that and thought, well, hey, and they they make great money. And it sounds like a super lifestyle. Like the whole, the America's Next Top Model. Uh-huh. I mean, I was still following that years ago. I don't anymore. I don't oh even know gosh. if it's around. but. It's very interesting to me still, if I'm honest. <laughs> that is so interesting. I love knowing that about you. That's just there the best. You go. Okay. There you go. Love that dream. Uh, <laughs> okay. When you think of some of your best friends, what are some characteristics about them that make them so special to you? Okay. I think one of the things I look for in the people around me and, and that I aspire to is to look for the best in others and in me and in the world in general. So we all get cynical. I struggle with that for sure. But I, it's important to me that somebody is looking for the best and, and, and these two kind of go together, extending the benefit of the doubt. Mm. So in, in friendships and in relationships, we are going to let each other down mm-hmm. and we're going to say the wrong thing or we're going to forget something important. We're just, we're going to drop the ball. And I feel that way often. I don't yeah. always feel like a really awesome friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the people that are closest to me, I, I know that they are giving me the benefit of the doubt always. And I think that's just so important. It's think, important with our kids. It's important, really important with our spouse. Uh-huh. It's huge. I think that's such a good thing. Yeah. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, people that live in such a way that it invites my own vulnerability. So I like people that are, you know, willing to just whoever they are, they're just, that's who they are. Mm. And, and that invites me to just be Shannon, yeah. you know, like there's nothing to measure up to. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to um, try to accentuate. It's just me and it's just them. It's safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yep. I had a friend one time I came to her and I was, I came to her, I think I was saying something like, man, I was thinking about what I said the other day and I just want to explain it. And she told me, she said, Jamie, those are like words in the wind. I know you, I know your heart. I didn't yep. think anything of it, you know? And I've always remembered gift. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yep. want to be that way to my friends too. Absolutely. So good. Okay. So um, speaking of um, good stuff, what's the best advice you've ever received or some of the best? Okay. I, this is something that at some point I received it somewhere because I didn't, I didn't invent this, but this is something that I say to my kids all the time. And I say it to myself all the time. So I don't know where it came from, but it's, you know, it, it sank in to who I am. Be committed to the truth. That is something I say to my kids all the time because we have, certain people in our family that struggle with being committed to the truth right. in many ways um, or in, in specific ways. So I, you know, I just think that's, if we can be committed to the truth, to telling the truth, to mm. living the truth, um, to accepting the truth, that it's just such a good foundational place to start. And the flip side of that is that we have to be committed to receiving the truth. And that can be that can be hard. hard. Yeah. Really hard. But that's something that, you know, even in my writing you know, in my online life, in my personal life. I mean, we get a lot of things wrong, but if we can try our best to just be committed to what is true, then I just think that's such a good place to start. That's really good. I'm going to use that with myself and my kids today. Yep. Be committed to the truth. I love my that. Ki- my kids are like, oh, mom, like the, I, they hear it so much or they'll be like, I know, be committed to the truth. Oh. So I don't know if it's sinking in, but I, I'll keep, I'll keep trying. Keep saying it. Truly, yeah. they're going to remember one thing about you when they're gone. Hopefully it's right. something nice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. What is something you do that's directly t- tied to your success? I think the thing that is probably the most tied to my success is that 
and this isn't something that I can take credit for, but my professional journey has often felt snail paced slow. Mm. And I think that's, you know, whether, whether it's true, it's all kind of a matter of perspective, but I know that, you know, I, I kind of came up at a time that, you know, a lot of people were starting to blog and I saw people around me who in my, in my mind, it felt like other people were finding success much, much sooner than I was. Mm -hmm. And so I had years and years of just, you know, doing my thing when it felt like nobody really cared or nobody was especially noticing. And I think it helped me it, it just kind of gave me time to really know myself. It helped mm-hmm. me to understand how important authenticity is to me. And, you know, I had a lot of time to just be me without any outside expectations or, you know, without that pressure. And and it's something that to me is really important to carry forward. So you hear people say that sometimes, you know, a lot of times, okay, sorry, I'm regrouping here. One of the things that people will say in kind of this online world is, you know, that somebody pursued them to write a book or, you know, somebody found them or, you know, it happens quickly and early for them. And that's just not my story. So for years, I was just learning to be a writer. Mm-hmm. When I had no book, I had no book deal on the horizon. I didn't even necessarily know that I was a writer for a long time. Yeah. And it gave me a really quiet space to get better at my craft and to understand myself. That's really good. I was listening to Christy Knuckles' podcast the other day, and she talked about one of the things that's hard for the generation coming up is that everything is in the public eye. Yeah. And so there is there exactly what you just said you had. It's really hard to find that these days. You know, it's yeah. hard to practice a craft without people watching. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I can see how that um, would be very helpful for someone, for sure. I, you know, and it's one of those things that it, it caused me some angst at the time because it's just, you know— you're just doing your thing and but you you get to the place where you realize you know that thing that people talk about do what you would do for free mm. you know i was doing it for free for mm-hmm. for ages and it, and it helped me understand this is something that i love this is something that you know for now i have a gift in this area and you know i'm going to i'm going to write if nobody's reading and, you know, things kind of roll out from there and who knows? I mean, I, I don't know what the future looks like, but I'm grateful in hindsight that I had that very slow beginning. I like that. I like that a lot. What is a pet peeve that you have? People who break before they signal. Oh, okay. Drives Driving. Crazy. Well, yeah, and I'm not I'm not pretending to be an authority on good driving, but that's something that consistently makes me mm-hmm. <laughs> makes me batty. And then another very very important one is thrift stores that organize by color rather than size. Please so, stop. I, I can't. I don't go in thrift stores. Oh, I know you it, do, and you're I know. the queen. I do, and I love it. And so I know these things. When I walk into a, a thrift store and it's organized by color, Jamie. You can go into a thrift store and they will have every red shirt in one location. That doesn't make sense to me. No, do it does you, not. Do you shop based on a color of a shirt no, that you need? No, of course not. No, who does? You don't go in and say, okay, what I really need is a new red shirt. <laughs> so no, I'm going to wade through <laughs> every size of every red shirt in the store and hope I find one. What happens is you walk in and you say, oh, I don't have time to look through 1 million garments and you walk back out. Yeah, they should know this. This is common sense. This is common sense. This is common thrift store sense. Yes. Thus saith me. <laughs> Thus saith Shannon Martin. I um 
I don't know if I've ever told you this. I cannot shop in stores. It's not the thrifting. I can't stop shop in any kind of store that is just rows and rows and rows of clothes. It's overwhelming to it's, a lot of it's, people. I don't like shopping in general. I, like I yeah. don't go to the mall. I don't like it. I buy most of my clothing online. Sure. Um, even though going to the post office is like the next least favorite thing of mine, I'd rather do that. But I just, it's walking in and seeing so many things. I, I think I start sweating and my heart starts beating and I usually leave. I can't handle it. Yeah, I, I get that. And I now there are starting to be some secondhand online stores and I can't do that. Oh, that would make so me so happy. Those are becoming popular. But the problem is there's one of each thing. Oh, that's true. And so you like if you're not... There, yeah, you it. you've got to, and people are, some people are good at it, but I can walk into a thrift store and kind of know the lay of the land and I'm really, I can be really fast and I'm good at skimming and, but you can't do that online. No. So I don't know. You I don't can't. get that part. You can't. Um, what's something you're struggling with these days? You just can't seem to get going in. You know, I, I feel a little bit and probably because, you know, we talked earlier, I'm in, I'm in like crunch time before my book comes out. And so I, I'm just generally... I'm having trouble locating my mojo. Got <laughs> it. Like, just it's a general like low, low simmer dysfunction in my whole life right now. Like, I'm not. I'm in that place where nothing is getting done really well. Oh, that's such is, a does hard that count? Spot. Like, I'm struggling basically with everything. You're struggling with life, just life, just in a general. little bit, <laughs> just like just a little bit of struggle in every area of my life. I felt like that this summer. Um, Because I just felt like I never got anything done well. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. And I, you know, I I recognize that it's the way that it goes and these things ebb and flow and I'm going to be all right. But for now, I'm just a little stalled out. I seem to have reached the end of my creativity. I will never be creative or productive <laughs> again. <are> done. <laughs> it's it's very it's terrible timing. Oh man. Um, but it's it's fine. I've been here before. <laughs> this too will pass. It will. It always does. Yes. And but you know, a good husband is the one that reminds you like because I I I tell him all of this stuff and he says, you know, you're going to be okay. We've been here before and trust me, it will pass. Yeah, that's so, so. true. Oh. <laughs> Shannon, it is so fun to talk with you. Yes, you too. I'm so happy I got to tell you in person about ordering your favorite book. Me too. I cannot wait to hear more. And I cannot wait for everyone to read your book. Thank you, friend. Falling Free, Rescued from the Life I Always Wanted, comes out September 20th. Woohoo. And September 21st, I'll find out if you feel like you're naked or like you're in underwear. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's just the best. Oh, my goodness. Because both of them are awful. Either way. Either way. It doesn't matter. Send sweatpants. Yes. It doesn't matter which way. Um, (laughs) I'm going to put all the links to everything we talked about in the show notes so you guys can find it because you have some amazing suggestions for us and Netflix shows and books and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of homework. All kinds of homework for you people. Uh, So, Shannon, thanks for coming. All you listeners, thanks for joining us on the Happy Half Hour, and I hope you all have a great weekend.
Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.